I'm Samuel Forsyth, and you're listening to Trail Voices. Thanks for joining us again with the Trail Voices podcast. Today in the studio, I have Jessica Deloy, and we're going to be speaking a little bit about the experience of filming Devil on the Divide, Jackson Brill's course record run, so you get a little bit of the backstory on how that went. Uh, for both of us, is our first video project like this. I don't know, should I introduce you now? Sure. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been on a podcast before. Oh, I wonder how I should do that. Maybe we should be like... <coughs> or when you first said it. Like, if you're a regular co-host, we could just have it be like, welcome back to Trail Voices Podcast. I'm Samuel Forsyth. I'm Jessica Deloy. Yeah, we could do it like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it can be regular on your show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me try this again. Welcome to the Trail Voices Podcast. Thanks for joining us again today on the show. I have Jessica Deloy. Hello. And we, uh, she was the person who helped uh, film Devil on the Divide with me, with Jackson Brill. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about the backstory. As you might remember, I had ran run into Jackson just a few days before the event and ran it by him the idea of doing a video on Devil on the Divide and his run. And I was really hoping to have somebody else join in. I actually sent a Facebook message to a few people it was pretty last minute. Maybe it's Thursday before the Saturday race um, to see if anybody would be able to go join in and help film the race. And I also asked you if you would be interested in joining the race. Do you remember when I asked you? Oh gosh, it was super short. I think it, I think it was Thursday night. Okay. Thursday in the evening. Not Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I had to make sure I had everything prepared for Friday in case we were going on Saturday. So right. I, was, I remember I was thinking, I'm not sure if I am going to go, if you found right. someone else, because I think you were going to let me know if you found someone else. So I was kind of had to be ready if you didn't find anyone. Right. And that was Thursday night, so I had to have kind of everything ready to go, because I knew it was going to be super early on Saturday if I did end up helping you. Right. Yeah. And so we, uh, it was just kind of an interesting experience for both of us. I thought in this podcast, we just talk a little bit about how that went and how, uh, uh, I don't think each of us have told everything about how our experiences were. I think I told my parents, actually, <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of friends. So the night before the race, um, I was trying to get off early from work that day to get things ready, um, but it just didn't happen. And I think I actually ended up working really late. You did. I was just scrummaging around, trying to get things ready, trying to decide which cameras to take. And then I thought, oh, man, I should actually teach Jessica how to use one of these cameras. She's never used the cameras before. Oh, I think even before that, and granted, it's been a while now, so it's like kind of harder to remember. But I think we decided at um, 4 p.m. that we were going to go ahead and do this, or I agreed <laughs> to your invitation. <laughs> and you were going to get off work early, and then we were going to start preparing to head up to the mountains that night yeah we were gonna we were gonna camp out that night and so i remember i ran and got all these snacks 
after work, and I also filled up the car with gas because you said I think we're going to leave at like six or six thirty, and it was like four o'clock. So we just had a few hours to like pull it all together, and that alone didn't even end up happening because this shit show just started. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, we were looking at places to camp, trying to figure out if we would be able to camp up there. And uh, I was messaging Stacy Todd, the race director, and she actually, she's probably super busy the night before the race, but she was messaging me back and said, yeah, you, there's totally a place you can camp. And um, we were kind of thinking about doing that, but then it seemed like, well, there's going to be, we're going to have to set up a tent and all this, maybe it'd be better just to go early in the morning. And we found out there was some kind of rock slide on the road and it was just taking me forever to get all my things ready. Make sure you're p- packing all your camping gear. Yeah. The camping gear, but I was making sure batteries were charged. Um, like two different sets of video recording stuff plus microphones. So you were doing like two yeah. of everything plus trying to pack all this like overnight gear. And then the weather just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah. And that's when we realized that the road was closed because by now it's like, I don't know, like after nine at night. Yeah. There's a big rock slide. Um, and yeah, and we, I was also messaging Jackson, make sure he, he knew about the traffic. rock slide and stuff and, uh, seeing if he was camping up there. I originally, I thought maybe we could go there the night before and do a little filming just of him getting ready with the campsite and stuff like that. And I do remember telling him, uh, oh yeah, Je- Jessica is going to be there to help film. She'll film the start of the race and uh, she's not going to, um, you know, be like following you in the bathroom or anything like that. Cause I didn't want to be him to feel bothered too much. Um, so that was kind of funny, but, uh, because what happened you're later, his approval to <laughs> yeah. follow him around in a very close ways. Yeah. But not so, too close. Yeah. And I wanted Jessica to get pretty close up footage of him before the race. And I know like getting ready for a race, <laughs> you don't want it to be too terribly annoying. Um, luckily Jackson's pretty easygoing and whatnot. So yeah, we were leaving. I don't know what time we got to bed, like 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or something, but we had to leave around, what time did we leave? It was like, we woke up at 2.50, I think. He was like, yeah, yeah, three was, hours of sleep. It was not very much sleep. Yeah, but well, the you funny part was probably like, got more sleep than me then. Because I think, I think I didn't get to bed till later. Okay, I don't remember. I think I slept for less than an hour, actually. <laughs> well, the funnier parts are that while we were trying to get this all together, you had to teach someone, me, who's never used anything really other than a camera phone. And you had this like way nicer gear. Plus you just bought this thing that all these terms that I was learning, including this microphone thing called that had a cover of it called a dead kitty. It's like this huge fluffy thing that looks like those professional um, microphone covers. And so you're telling me these things like, and don't do this with the dead kitty. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> or so, dead cat. Yeah. yeah. And so I had to learn what that was. And I remember. Yeah. So that's like a wind, just a wind muff thing. It's really furry that covers yeah. the uh, microphone. So. So I had to learn one, what even the external parts of these technical things are called. And then, uh, well, one of the funnier parts is that I didn't, I've never met Jackson. I had no idea what oh, the yeah. student runner oh, looked yeah. like. And you know, after we were going over all these different plans of where you would be or where I would be, I I think I was like, Sam, I don't actually know who this person is or what they look like. And you're like, oh yeah, it's just Jackson. I was like, no, I, I've literally never met him. So He's got he, long hair. <laughs> so he, wears saying, the, he wears the headband. Yeah. And yeah. It, was, it was like super late at night and you were pulling up Instagram photos and I was just stone cold staring and trying to memorize the face, face of this human in case 
I wasn't with you when I met him. And so I'd, I would know who to go up to and what they look like. And I was like, what are the chances on a Friday night? I'm just like studying this one person's image to make sure I can find them out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily Jackson's pretty recognizable. There was the other part where I didn't know what a topographic map was. Oh, no. And you, would, and you were trying yeah. to tell me where on the course right. this is going to be. And you, you're like, don't worry, I put a map on your phone. I was like, you did. So I pull it up. It's a topographic map. I have no fucking clue how to read But the there map. was just like a red line you could follow. Exactly. What the <laughs> hell is that red line? <laughs> I don't know if any of you out there have ever, or you probably all know, maybe you're nature people. I have no idea how to use these outdoor things. And I, I was just looking at it. It was like, there's a lot of lines on here. They're kind of nice. There's some that go up. They're kind of, kind of like up and down lines. And he's like, you don't know what those are? And I guess that's the elevation gain and loss or something. Yeah, so I was trying to show her um, kind of like what a ridge looked like and what the hills look like with the um, terrain uh, elevation lines, yeah. yeah. Which was really nice. But you said, oh, yeah, there's a red line on there. That's the course. And I would have had no idea how to find it outside <laughs> of that. I was so used to Google Maps. I was like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. This is way too technical. So, and by um, this time, I think we'd also unpacked everything that he'd spent packing oh all the camping gear yes, all the camping gear was coming <laughs> yeah. out of the bags because by now that plan was not a go which was funny and it's typical for me like spending a lot of time getting ready to go on something especially something that you're not used to doing um in the summer i get so used to camping and whatnot i go out the door really fast usually and it's not a big deal but also i end up forgetting a jacket or something important and i really didn't want something like that to happen this time so it took a long time. Um, yeah, I deleted memory cards and all that stuff. Anyway, so we ended up finally leaving early in the but morning. We were also preparing to run because in part oh, of filming yeah. Jackson. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, part of the big part is you were also preparing yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. To literally run at the pace of this amazing runner. And so you were also preparing all your stuff to also yeah. follow him. Yeah. So I, you know, I honestly, I don't like eat very much stuff or anything. So I didn't have too much to worry about, but yeah, my running gear and, um, maybe I had a gel or something. Did you say eat or need? Eat. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like water, you know, like a little water bottle you don't eat when things you're running like that. Or you don't eat much in general. I don't eat when I'm running very okay. often. So I didn't have to worry about like nutrition and stuff. I didn't end up running like 18 miles, but, uh, that day total, I do eat even when I'm not running and I definitely <laughs> packed a shit ton of snacks. Yeah, it's funny. I was like thinking, well, yeah, I was too, and I wasn't going to use like the aid stations or anything because I was not really a participant. But um, anyway, so we finally left early in the morning. The rock slide, I think, had pretty much cleared because yeah. we were able to get through I-70. Um, we were able to get there pretty quickly. And we, it was the funniest thing was when we finally got there, um, I had said to Jackson before, well, we're not going to follow you into the bathroom or anything like that. And we pulled up in Empire, Colorado at this small little um, ball fields. And one of us had to use the bathroom. We went up to the bathroom and uh, it was so silly because Jackson comes out of the bathroom and I was like, had to do a little double take to make sure it was him. So probably blinding him with my headlamp. Yeah, you had a and headlamp the last thing I totally. said to him was like, we're not going to follow you into the bathroom, but uh, here we are right outside the bathroom <laughs> at like blinding five in the morning. In the complete dark with your light. That yeah. Funny. So that was pretty silly. Um, but so then we did some, uh, just talked a little bit about what we're going to do. 
people were already milling about way before the race. Not too many people, but uh, they had uh, the bibs all set up, ready to hand out, talk to Stacy for a second, um, did a little filming of uh, the bibs and the, just the tent set up. And then um, I basically left Jessica with a camera that she's never used. And I tried to show her a couple things. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, different area, little weird things happen to cameras. Like you'll go into some weird mode or something. And if you haven't used it before, you don't really know what to do. And, um, but anyway, I didn't spend time showing her every possible thing that could happen. And I ended up leaving to go to uh, Herman Gulch and start heading up the trail from that side. I was going to head up into the, uh, onto the ridges and try to get up around 13,000 feet before I saw Jackson. And so that was a whole interesting thing in itself. Um, I wasn't sure, I didn't want to be out there too long. I was trying to really time it really well. I was not wearing very much clothing. I didn't want to because I wanted to be running fast and moving pretty well. I didn't want to get up there too early before he got there because I didn't want to be sitting on a high ridge where it's really cold without any clothing on. But then once I got on the trail, I started to kind of freak out. I started thinking, maybe I misjudged this. Maybe uh, those guys are so fast. They're going to get up there and I'm going to be, I'm going to miss the shot of like him way up high on the ridge. Um, It's a beautiful course and I didn't want to miss that. Yeah, I was trying to move pretty well, but my body just didn't want to really go super fast. And I just kept thinking, well, these guys are gonna be racing. I decided that just I was so paranoid, I wasn't gonna make it, on, make it on time. I thought I'm just gonna leave one of my cameras. It's like a heavier camera from what I have. And uh, I'm just gonna stash it somewhere on the course and just have my one uh, small camera because that way I'll save weight and I'll be able to get up there faster. And I found this perfect little cubby to stash the camera. <laughs> A cubby yeah. out in nature, just a cubby. <laughs> really, there's yeah, cubbies in nature. It's a little cubby. It was like the perfect. It was like a spot where if you saw it, you'd just be like, "Oh yeah, you'd want to hide something in there." It's like what's a dark a little spot out in nature. Look like <laughs> it was like there's like two trees <laughs> like le- leaning over each other. Really perfect cubby. <laughs> there's two a dark trees little spot out on a trail. So a dark spot. I left the camera. Kept going. I took a shortcut just straight up this hill. Kind of ended up way higher than I should have been. Kind of a little bit off the trail. And um, anyway, I finally did. I got back on the trail. I was just going up steep terrain. Way steeper than I'm used to. And I was kind of wondering. I don't have super strong, durable legs like some people do. Things, Little things like that, I wonder if they are going to affect me later. But I was just going up super steep terrain. Um to just shortcut to get to the the course. And I did that, got up on the course and I was like, thank God, I don't see anybody going so by you yet. were using like a map on your phone? Like how'd you know the course? Cause it's not the, like, oh, super, super yeah. well. No, I did the race two years ago or in 2017. So I basically knew where it was, but there were two distinct ridges and I, th- I actually thought for a second I was supposed to be on the other one. Anyway, I got up on this high point. This is cool. I was up on this really high point, except it was windy. The sunrise was very muted. Um, there was kind of some cool color going on. There's also really low clouds kind of blowing past, which were really cool, like ghostly. These ghostly small clouds blowing past. 
but there was no no huge boulders to hide behind in the, to shelter. Um, I was like, dang, I kind of for some reason I was thinking there'd be like these really big boulders to shelter behind the wind and there really wasn't. So I was just trying to like lay down to the ground as close as I could. I put my rain jacket on. Wait, you were laying down? Yeah, I was trying to get low to the ground as possible because it did feel less windy, um, real low to the ground. (laughs) So you're laying down on. (laughs) Yeah, I was like laying down uh, where I could and I had a rain jacket on. I can't remember. I think maybe I had another, another layer. I don't know. Um, a vest thingy? Yeah, maybe I had my vest. I don't think so, though. I think it's just a, I had something very, maybe it's just a vest and not a rain jacket, like a light wind vest, like for cycling. I was just like uncontrollably shivering. It was not fun. Like my, I was trying to keep my teeth from clattering. Yeah. It was interesting. But the second I saw somebody running, it was such a cool experience, though, too, at the same time. So you're way up high on this ridge, way above tree line, and these rocks in this tundra area, and it's cloudy. And almost like Scotland or something reminded me of. But here I see this person running on the ridge. And it was like a surreal experience. And it reminded me of like maybe primitive times, like the few times where people would be running that high up out in nature. Um, It's just so interesting to see human beings running on this high up ridge in the mountains. It was surreal. And it it was cool. And I was also relieved the first person I saw wasn't Jackson. I was like, oh, because I had a little bit of time to... Take off my stuff. little vest or whatever I had on, and and uh, get the mic turned on, and and that was the most annoying thing was the microphone. So because the cord situation I ended up having was not great, and I had a stupid cord slapping around. Uh, I saw uh, Drew came by, and I was already like on the course. Hey, when Drew? Drew is another Boulder local Boulder trail runner, super fast guy. He won the twenty two K last year. I think like he got this second is a small this year. World where you know everyone by first name. I don't. He and Jason Kilgore. I don't even know him personally, but he came by, and I didn't actually uh, really know what he looked like at that time. Anyway, I think I maybe would recognize him now. But Drew came by, and I know Drew. So uh, he was looking good too. By the way, he was just looking. Um, really good. I could tell he was focused. I could tell he was really into it. I said hi to him, said good job. And uh, Jackson was not far behind. When he came by, I just started following him. um, And it was working out pretty well. But I just remember thinking, just the wind was blowing up his little running shorts. And uh, but really, he's, it's kind of interesting to see him run like when you see him in person, just somewhere out on the street, he seems like a uh, unassuming, like just this nice guy. And then when you see him running, it's like, whoa, like it, he's a good runner. He's got good form and it's just impressive. And he's just like, it seems like, wow, he, like in a way it's, he's born to do this is what it felt like. Um, and he just, it takes on a whole nother character as he's just cruising over over the rocks and running through the mountains. That was really cool. And, my, and the shivering just stopped. Once I saw these guys coming, uh, I think by the time Drew was there, I was not shivering at all. It just like cut itself out. Before. Just in like go mode? Yeah. I was like worried my leg muscles were not going to react so well because you go from shivering to just running out of nowhere with not much warm up. And then, so then I was like, Jackson got pretty far out in front of me. I was like, I got a short, do take a shortcut to film him again. So I took this super steep shortcut, super steep. And I could see the runners coming. I was just like, uh, it was, it was rough. I was just like, don't, um, fall, don't hurt yourself. 
just get down this well. And, and I totally surprised him when uh, I came up behind him and uh, I was breathing so hard. I was like actually pretty worked at that moment. He looks back and he's like, whoa. And uh, I just kind of ran behind him and filmed him a little bit. And then he said, he was like, uh, I had to stop and take a poo. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I'm glad you did because uh, I was able to catch up to you. Um, oh my gosh. So, gonna be yeah, <laughs> so if I followed him for a couple more minutes, or not even a couple minutes, but you know, like uh, maybe a minute, something like that, and then I took another shortcut to get another you know, for our place in the course. And by the way, like I'm a person, I really believe in leave no trace. I'm not a person who just shortcuts switchbacks and things like that. Did you just um, talk about poo and then say leave no trace? Yeah, well, he he actually dug a little hole and he did it like the best he could for sure. Um, Isn't that still leaving a trace? Yeah. No, nah, there's like, I don't know. There's proper things. ways how to poop in the woods. People have to poop in the woods. You can't just hold it so you get back, but you can bag it and take it out. But most runners are not going to do that in a race, but you can dig a hole. You know, I think it'd be fine to just like roll a rock over and poop and leave the toilet paper under the rock, roll it back over and that'd be fine. But you wouldn't want to do, you probably want to do more than that in like a high traffic area um, where there's a lot of people because every time somebody rolls a rock, oh, somebody already pooped there. That's pretty gross. Is there like etiquette that's There is. There's a whole on book each... on this. There's a whole book called How to Poop in the Woods. But it's like for each course, do they have different like guidelines? I bet there's a couple of races out there where it's actually you have to poop in a bag and carry it out. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like it's something that happens, but probably most people don't talk about. Yeah, exactly. Or and like when you sign yeah, up for exactly. a race, you're agreeing exactly. to do it. And so probably some, a lot of people probably don't do it the right way. So... um yeah, Jackson does things dig like that the right hole, way. Roll a rock, get a bag. <laughs> I dig Got a it. hole. But anyway, let's go past <laughs> the pooping. Um, yeah, but it's probably good That's for like people. But it is, people yeah, and it is, it is probably interesting for people to know about how to do stuff like that the right way. And um, uh, they're not portable. Yeah, but you definitely don't want to just leave your toilet paper hanging around. So anyway, um, we so yeah, so leave no trace thing. I'm not going to just do shortcuts to shortcut a couple switchbacks or something like that. If it's like a full kind of different route where you're cutting a significant chunk off um, in a situation like that where it's pretty rare that you're doing that, I think it's totally fine. And the Tundra, by the way, can really handle people walking on it if it's not like a whole herd of people. So my background, I used to work as a park ranger at Rocky Mountain National Park and I was um, a park ranger at based out of the Alpine Visitor Center. So I do tundra nature walks and things like that. And there's definitely certain places where you don't want people walking out on the tundra just because there's so much traffic in those places. But in a situation like this where you're out on a course, relatively little traffic, one person or even a few people spread out. Um, Just another leave no trace principle. If you've got a group of 10 people and you're off trail, um, you want to be spread out. You don't want to be just 10 people in the line walking on the same plants. You're going to be spread out so the you're not starting a whole new trail and uh, damaging one little one little area because one person's footprints really aren't going to do a lot of damage. But uh, anyway, so just wanted to throw that out there. But I did sh- so I took another shortcut. Oh my god, it was crazy! It was like so steep, and and then it ended up like a lot of dew kind of happened that night, the night before. So my feet were just soaked. Um, if you've ever like, you know, run through grass, like after a dewy morning, my feet were just soaked, but I got back on the course. Um, I saw Jackson again. Um, speaking of leave no trace, uh, a lens cloth, uh, cleaner fell out of my vest 
right as Jackson was capping up, catching up to me. And that was embarrassing. I had to go back and pick that up. Um, I couldn't pick it up right at that moment because, uh, Jackson was running and I was trying to film him. But right as he's catching up to me, that thing just flew out of my vest. And I was like, that's embarrassing. Hopefully that's not on the camera footage, but, um, he passes me and that was a good little stretch of running. I really enjoyed that. And it was really fun to just run behind Jackson. And so the race is a 50 K and so yeah. people are out there typically at the faster pace, like four hours or something, right? Like this yeah, is he happening was like over four and a half hours or something. Yeah. Yeah. But he was out there, uh, just, just cruising down this fun kind of technical descent coming down from Herman Lake. And it's just fun to like cruise on that terrain. So that was fun. And then I ended up, uh, after that, I said, see you at the finish. And then the search, or then I had to go back up and find my lens cloth thing. And I was so glad it was still on the trail. Um, wouldn't be a big deal if somebody else had picked it up for me. There were hikers out there at that point, And I thought maybe one of them would have picked it up, but uh, they didn't. So I picked it up and got my trash together and then uh, headed down to find my camera that I had stashed in the woods. So, and that turned out to be so bad. So it turned out that stashing my camera in the woods was a huge mistake because for one thing, stashing I, anything in the woods. In the yeah. Path. So she says it's a mistake. <laughs> anyway, don't stash food in the woods because then you're feeding wild animals because they'll find it. But, uh, yeah. So I went back and forth back up and down that trail like three times and Looking it was for your camera. Looking for the camera. The cubby. The, the cubby. perfect cubby that you knew you'd just see it. Yeah. And, put and I put in a definitely high prized camera in there. I put in quite a few extra miles going up and down Herman. And then the worst part about that was How far is that? Like going up I and down. It's just a couple miles. But so each way? Yeah. Or no, the worst part about that was just it was so awkward because people were cheering for me because they thought I was in the race. <laughs> And then I, I and, for like yeah, three times. and I was like in a hurry because I wanted to get to the finish line to film Jackson and I made a miscalculation in my head by an hour. I thought I had to be at the finish an hour before I actually had to be. So really I didn't could need have gone to up be and in down a hurry. Yeah. I could have gone up and down a couple more times, Just get some more miles but my legs are getting pretty tired, honestly. I didn't really enjoy like passing people who are actually racing while I'm looking for my camera, but I was just like passing people and they, and that was the bad thing. I felt so guilty. The people who were racing were cheering for me. They were like, good job, man. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. And, uh, They're using their precious looking, energy on you yeah. looking for your shit. Like, no, I'm not even racing. I'm just looking for my camera. And, uh, uh yeah. So, um, and then I ran into two, these two hikers who it was kind of funny. They were like, how far is it? And I was like, you mean the lake? And they're like, yeah, how far is the lake? And I was like, oh, I'm not sure. It's not very far, though. And she's like, oh, well, how many miles is it? And I was like, I don't know, uh, maybe a mile? It was like the worst estimate ever, but she seemed kind of exasperated. I didn't know how far it was. Do you know now how far was it? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Didn't you say there's like some running yeah. joke about people if they don't know yeah, how Yeah, a mile, a mile and a half, I think, is like the common thing. Even if they don't know. Even if like you don't, mile, yeah, mile, mile, mile and a half. So we, I ended up um, getting back to the race finish way ahead of time. And I was just thinking in my head, after this is over, Jessica and I are going to have to go back up that trail to find my camera. Which Jessica doesn't know yet. And she's been having her own adventure yeah. for hours. So tell me, what were you doing when oh I was goodness. doing all of that? Well, I don't know. I guess he went through the whole morning because we started around five. 
doing everything. And the race, what time did the race start? The race started. The race didn't start till seven, right? Yeah. And they, I think they ended up starting it later, maybe due to the traffic or something. It was like, yeah. 15, 10 minutes, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it ended up starting at like 7.15 or something. Yeah, so it was like a very early morning. I spent the time in the morning trying to learn how to use this contraption that I was in charge of. So me and this dead kitty thing, I was practicing turning, because you had to turn the camera on plus the mic, and just someone who's never done it, it I know it sounds weird, but it was like s- stressful to try to think how to do it in time with accuracy if something like actually fast was approaching you or you had to track it in any way. Um, so I was just messing around with like taking shots and being trying to pretend that I was like knew anything about cameras or footage. And I just thought, oh, if I'm someone who knew something about this, what would I be doing? And um, I got some really good shots of Jackson w- with his buddy's dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was so great. It was so awesome. Um, like one, I'm a pretty shy person. So I was already worried about following someone around because that's like not my jam. Usually I'd just be away from someone trying to follow them around um but i at one point was filming jackson and then his friend came up with a dog and there's like a, a fun group of people and they all seem to know each other with him and his friend was like hey jackson like can someone watch my dog and i think jackson volunteered or said yes or something and so in my head i'm thinking this guy is like a really big race and he's said at least to you sam that he wanted to break the record and here he is like just holding his friend's dog for what turned out to be kind of a long time like I was getting yeah, stressed out. I was actually watching, reviewing the video footage you took, and I'm like, "Oh, there's Jackson with the dog. Oh, there's Jackson with the dog again. Jackson oh, Jackson's still, still with the dog. Yeah, it was kind of funny. And I just, you know, I haven't been in races really, but I've watched my brother. And usually, people are super focused. They're doing all these stretches. They're hydrating. They're going to the bathroom. They're not like helping out someone else with like watching their animal. And I was like, "This is so cool. This is like this high profile, at least for my little knowledge, dude." just like helping out a friend and being a super good buddy um, while someone else is doing whatever they need to do. So that was like kind of heartening. And I was like, oh, this is like such a sweet offering of someone who I thought would be, you know, doing all sorts of stretches and like sprinting or something like that or meditating. I don't know, whatever fast people do. And um, that was really fun. And just like you before had met Jackson near the bathroom, I started to get really worried because I couldn't find Jackson and everyone was getting on a bus and I guess you had got the approval. Yeah. The bus takes you to the actual start. Yeah. The runners had to be bussed and there was one group, the last group of civilians were leaving, not on a bus in this truck. And they kind of looked around and were like, anyone else need to go? And I knew that my one job that I told you I would do was follow this dude who's studied like picture I'd studied the night before. He was obviously a nice person taking care of someone's dog. And now he's, where I thought was in the bathroom because I kind of lost track of him for a second. So civilians are leaving, and the only other way I know how to get up there is on these buses that only have runners on them. And I'm the only non-runner that's waiting around to get on this bus. And luckily, Jackson did come out of the bathroom. And again, like we said, we wouldn't follow him. I was right outside of there, and darn it, <laughs> waiting for him. And I was like, gosh, the one thing that Sam promises, dude, is that we wouldn't be like in just obvious, annoying places. And here I was being like, oh, thank God I found him. But also... Oh my gosh, he doesn't even know me and he's probably super annoyed already. <laughs> um, and so I get onto the bus with all these like runners who are prepped and like super fit and everything. And um, I'm just standing up and the bus driver's like, hey, is everyone like have a seat? And he looks at me, he's like, like, what are you doing on this bus? And I was like, shit, like I don't have a pass. I only have like word of mouth from someone else. <laughs> but, like, don't I don't really though. know. Kind of the race director said it was okay. Kind yeah. of, I don't know. Um, 
And on top of that, I was supposed to be getting footage that you'd asked me to get in the bus, which is like a super confined place. I totally stand out and I don't have like that personality of, oh, this is no problem. Yeah, and see, I would feel awkward with that too because like neither one of us are like, have, you know, any experience making films, but you see these films with these close-up shots of people and you're just like, but when you're actually trying to do that to people. So hard, so hard. Yeah, I think. uh, And at the same time, not them have get annoyed or want you not to be there. And I've never talked with him. So I have like no idea. Um, So yeah, it gets a little bit of footage on the bus, which is just kind of minimal. And luckily the bus driver didn't kick me off because I thought, ah, this is like one of my missions for the day. Um, And someone was really nice and was like, you can squeeze with us. So there's two racers who probably just want to be ready for their race and I'm squeezing into these tiny, tiny seats with them um, to go up to the beginning of the race. And the beginning of the race went okay up there. It was kind of nice. It's like near a mining place or something. And I know at one point I was standing on a mound that turned out yeah, to be- Yeah, Henderson the, Mine. Yeah, it turned out to be on the property of the mine until it got told to get off there. Oh, geez. And I, cause I thought it was a great, uh, I was trying to get higher up than everyone cause I thought that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. camera people would do. And someone was like, you're, you're no um, trespassing. Property, trespass- oh, I was like, oh gosh, that's the last thing I need today. <laughs> already been a hell of a day um and then after that i was like okay i got two of the things i needed to do i got the pre-race and i also got the bus which is what you asked me to film and i had no idea how i was going to get back like after that it was just kind of like i don't know we're going to have some downtime until i need to get to the last aid station and i was able to get on the bus um with some people that were going back so that was super nice like they didn't the bus driver didn't have to but that was nice and on that bus is when i realized I did not know how to use the camera when it was in a certain mode. Somehow I yeah. touched something and there was a gentleman on there who had this big fancy camera with all this long lens. And I asked him, Hey, how do I switch this? I think there's this wrong setting on there. And turns out what was I doing? It was in like 4k video yeah. or something. Yeah. I was in just in a different mode. Yeah. So it was in a different yeah. mode. I tried to get help from strangers. Stranger did not help, but was really nice. Um, and I was like, well, here we go. So I started taking some more photos, not just videos or vice versa or something. Um, after that, now I have multiple hours until Jackson is supposed to come to this aid station. Well, how I got a ride up there was interesting. I was going to walk with this topographic map that you would help me kind of learn how to read, but I did not trust the map skills at all. And so I ended up talking to a couple of the people that were there and they ended up saying, hey, I said, oh, I'm go- I want to go up to the aid station. Um, do I just take a left here and then a right here? And we're looking at the map. And he's like, you know, I think maybe you should just ride with us. And I don't know these people. And I know oh, I'd help them put some cones up for the race. Uh, turns out they're, the only way up there is on this four-wheel drive road. And that was super intense. I don't, I don't know if I've ever, I've been, it was pretty rough, I've been really rough road, before. like it a was, high clearance. Yeah. It was so rough. So I'm with these two guys who are super friendly, but who I have no idea who they are. I have no idea where Samuel is. I have no idea what is going on. I just know we've made a plan at five o'clock in the morning and I didn't plan to see you until after one or two in the afternoon and whatever had transpired between then. Cause you were, you were at a reception or something. So there's no, way I could tell you like, Hey, I'm not walking there or running there. I'm going to. Yeah. So I ended up hanging out with these guys and it was just like <laughs> such a funny way to spend an after- early morning after. That's kind of funny that you were there with just these dudes that you didn't yeah, know making guys, sandwiches. These two other guys ended up coming up kind of slop job. We end up making like peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter and Nutella sandwiches. We have hours to kill with these people that I've never met. And I'm like pretty shy and they're all friends. And I think they work together. Plus they volunteer. And it's just like, 
bro dude land, but runner yeah, man, they had, like, bro dude man. Good land. games, you know those classic games where you just throw like a rock at a tree. No, I don't know those, but I watched <laughs> and learned what some men do. They were playing this game where they would point at a tree far away and then try to hit it with a rock and then shit talk each other the whole time, which sounds like you knew this pastime. I know I do. This was like appropriate game. Yeah, that's a that's a major pastime. <laughs> Or young boys or something. I had no <laughs> idea. And then there were um, f- uh, bees that were starting to get on the food that we'd made and set out at this aid station, all, the, all these tables. So then there was a new game of like swat the bees, which feels bad because I know we need bees, but also they were like getting the food. Um, so it was just wild. And they had brought up music. So then we started having a dance party. So I'm on like the side of this mountain. Like my family has no idea where I am. You have maybe an idea of where I am kind of, but it's just yeah. like the craziest thing. Um, and it was fun. Someone's I think wife or partner ended up coming up there too. And the guys started doing hill races cause they're trying to kill time. So they're sprinting <laughs> and challenging each other. Oh, and then did you get in on the hill race? No, oh. I, did not. I was too worried about the dead kitty turning the oh, yeah. thing on. Oh yeah. Turning on the, yeah. Because so the cameras that the camera I had, um, she actually had a separate audio recorder. She had to turn on. Yeah. Um, but the, the guys were racing and then start and also drinking. So now they're drinking on the side of this mountain. I'm up there with them and there's like a dance party going on. And I try to go out and get other footage for you to maybe use in the film, take some artistic shots, which I don't think he used any of them because they weren't that artistic. <laughs> um, and then I guess the main finale of Jackson, the whole reason I was up there, this guy comes back flying through at a time where our calculations were faster than anything. And um, one of the volunteers, I thought maybe would be able to tell when the people came through from the aid station ahead of them, yeah, yeah. which is just a water one. Yeah, because they had a radio and stuff. Yeah, they had a radio, but he's like, oh, you know, I don't think we really need to know. And I was like, well, I need to know because this is like my little project for the day. Um, anyways, Jackson came through so quickly, so quickly. Luckily, someone saw him. Um, and I don't know if I did or someone else is like a runner and I got so tense. I'm trying to turn on this contraption plus the other like microphone element. And I just get the fastest worst that's in there. The worst, the little blip of the runner. It's like not artistic. It's super fast. And I'm, I can't help yelling at him. And Sam had told me just like, whatever you do, don't use your, it's I don't recording. think I said that. Okay. Maybe not whatever you do, but don't. Use your voice. Like I don't think I, I don't think I said that. But I think you did. Oh, I, I think I told you that I have a that I yeah that sometimes I end up I don't know. Oh, I think it's because lot. I couldn't get the external microphone on, so then it also like recorded me. Oh yeah, because I couldn't yeah, turn she, it on yeah, fast enough. Yeah, that's right. And so that's it recorded my voice. It gets her voice really loudly. High, and I just got Jackson in this super fast blip by. And one of the funniest parts that is on there is that Jackson goes through so fast. And we were up there for hours with these volunteers and making all this food. And he didn't even stop for a single morsel of anything. And this <laughs> one dude, the yells out was so funny. He's like, hey, want a sandwich? <laughs> like, Yeah, and at that point, Jackson's already like 100 really far meters away. down the trail. Um, but that was, was great footage, though. And yeah, you could tell before the, this camera kind of veers away from him. He's got a smile on his face and he sees you and he is cruising. I mean, he was like, right. Just pushing course record pace. So I think I'm um, at that point, this is not a big race for Jackson, not a super competitive, you know, he wasn't aiming for targeting this race like he would these higher competitive races. But at that point in time, he was going for the course record and yeah, so he was moving he was super pretty moving. well. 
Yeah. So I stayed up there with those guys and cheered a bunch of people through, and that was really fun to see. Um, and then eventually connected with you by text, and that's when I learned that after I had such a sense of relief that I did what I could, I told you that he was coming down to the bottom, get ready. Um, he was moving super fast. And I think at some point then that's when I learned that you left your camera and after this long day excursion that we yeah. need to go back and find it together. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, we, that was fun. Your description of where this camera was hiding, you knew it was on like the, I forget which direction, but like the right side of the yeah, trail. Yeah, right side of the trail. And it would look, if you saw it, you would know that that was a place where you would hide a camera. Down it just looked like a place where you'd stick something. Yeah. Between two trees. <laughs> in a Do dark you know how many two spot. trees there are close to each other yeah. in those spots? Yeah, I didn't have a very good description, but I knew there was another tree on the other side that's kind of like laying down. You did. You said so. there's a fallen log on the other side <laughs> of the trail. And there were so many times and places that looked like, looked like that. Falling logs. And, yeah, and exactly. luckily we found it where I saw it from the top and you saw it from the bottom. I'd gone up higher on this one part to look for it. Yeah. And he said, oh, this is like the place where I'd put it, yeah. but maybe not. And luckily I saw the little tip of it um, at the top and you saw it from the bottom. Um, and then we ended up uh, heading back to, uh, we went to Georgetown, stopped it and got the worst coffee. Well, I sh we're not going to bring it. <laughs> we're not going to bring the name of the place, but somewhere in uh, Clear Creek County, like we got the worst coffee ever, so but uh, it was funny. We also got some coffee in another place, so it was not too bad. Yeah. Um, but, uh, went to the candy store in Georgetown. That was a really oh, cool place watching them do the caramel making and stuff like that. And not, we didn't buy anything. Um, neither one of us are too into candy, but, uh, then we headed home and it was just a cool experience. Um, hopefully this hasn't been boring you too much or if it has, uh, not every episode is going to be like this, but this was a little behind the scenes look at our little video project. What, do you have any like takeaways of it? Do I have any takeaways? Um, like I was trying to think like, oh, I was apprehensive, but I tried it anyway. Um, and it yeah. sounds like Jackson wasn't annoyed by us following him. And do you think you're gonna do this kind of thing again? I don't know, maybe. I guess I was getting at like, it was really cool just to connect with random people, like these guys that I had no idea who they were, that we spent hours, like a long time together. I was like three or four hours together and it was just a good reminder like there's such good humans out there especially if they're into something that like I like I like running on my own but it was a good reminder like there's such good humans out there that you know they were funny and did their own thing but very welcoming and I was super appreciative that they let me hang out with them while I was trying to get this little footage planning. yeah and I would yeah I would say to other people too that yeah just go out and do things that are new to you and give it a shot and try things out. And, um, that's what we did here. And I think we're going to do something like this in the future. I'm definitely going to be working on projects like this in the future. Hopefully you'll join me, Jessica. You know, I can see why these races are really cool and, um, and not just, you know, the people on the, the high end, but the people coming in later in the race and, you know, there's people coming much, much later. And, uh, I think people listening to this podcast understand that, for some people, it's just about finishing. And you're spending a lot of time out there during the day. You are eating the sandwiches at the aid stations and uh, stopping to put sunscreen on and whatever they have. And um, there's all kinds of different experiences out there. And I feel like maybe those are even more fun because you're out there longer. Um, <laughs> and I guess that's why people do 100-mile races and stuff. But uh, you can be, you know, this really long experience. Um, 
And a 50K is a lot longer than a 5K, so you're going to be out there for quite a while, out in nature, in the mountains, having this experience that's pretty neat. And this race is neat to me because it's closer to Boulder and closer to Denver, and it's one of our most local high mountain trail races. You don't have to go that far. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Trail Voices. Um, we've got some really cool things planned and uh, some more storytelling types of episodes and not necessarily just about trail running. Um, and so stay, so stay tuned for those. And with that, have a good one. Thanks. Bye. If you haven't yet seen the short film, you can find it on the Trail Voices YouTube channel. It's titled Devil on the Divide. Jackson Brill's course record run. Thanks and see you on the trail. <laughs>